Happy St. Patrick's Day, Stephen. Hello, Adam. Stephen here. Can you hear me? I was watching that yesterday. Were you? I was. And do you know what? It, um... Based in a true story, I believe. Yes, of how bread turns into warmer bread. But for people listening, we're talking about Toast to London uh, again. And, yeah, the, the first uh, two episodes are so bizarre that you just think Jesus I can't believe this made it onto television not necessarily in a bad way but in just it's so off the wall because a lot of the things we would joke about you know like Clem Fandango are just good jokes but in the second episode the main character's thespian possibly gay roommate imports like a mail order bride from some African country who's undergone plastic surgery and accidentally ended up looking like Bruce Forsyth. And then they have this... <laughs> I've well, always had when, a thing for old Brucey. Yeah. And when she comes on screen, it's this horrible League of Gentlemen version of, of Bruce Forsyth. It's so disturbing. Because I, I watched it for the first time with, with my mother, who'd never seen Toast of London... But liked Arthur Matthews' work on Father Ted, of course. And it was just surreal seeing it, you know, through someone else's eyes for the second time. It is such... Yeah, I, I was actually just making the same point recently. I think it's so bizarre that it actually made it. And if Arthur Matthews hadn't had a track record, there's no way that that would have been made. no. No, no, absolutely not. And and Matt Berry, I guess, because he's a, a co-writer on it. No, it never would have been made. It's so bizarre. It's great. And what it does good, it does brilliantly. But it's just so weird. E- even to the point, I think it's also in, in the same episode where he meets a hoarder and he goes back to her apartment and he has to, like, climb over. Oh, yeah. Like, surreally. So yeah. And then every episode turns into a song uh, uh, for no reason and Mrs. Purchase generally the scenes with Mrs. Purchase yeah every, every part of it is such heightened reality and I don't know I, then I got thinking like has lockdown affected my ability to watch hyper real things uh, which I think may be a, a, a certain factor in it for sure but it's such heightened reality that it just felt like discomfortable. That's not a word. Yeah, I know. As soon as I said it, I I was torn between saying I felt discomfort and I felt uncomfortable. Well, I discomfortable think, is a good word. I think I know what I'm going to call this episode. Toast of London. How's your week been anyway? Toast of London aside. Toast of London aside, my week's been, I mean, it's just getting started. It's its a Monday. Uh, coming up to a shorter week because Wednesday, as I intimated and as people who are listening would feel at this very moment, unless they're listening in the future, but why wouldn't you listen on the day it comes out, is it, a shorter week because of St. Patrick's Day. So I'm pretty optimistic about that. And 
Yeah, it'll definitely on, be St. Patrick's Day, so you've a right to be optimistic. Well, I'm optimistic because I get a fucking day off in the middle of the week. I um yeah, I'm delighted, and I've taken the the latter part of the week off because I've other bits you of jobs to do. So, wanker! Nice short week for Stephen. Two day a week, you just have a fucking weekend. Mm. Wanker. So I am looking forward to that. What do you have planned for the latter part of your week? Well, I have. I'm doing a course, so I have some essays to write. Ah. So that's not very fun. Not very fun, but it's different. And, it and means that I, I guess everything is just about different. Mm. It means I can also sleep in a bit and get up at my own leisure. And as we know, you are a man of leisure. Speaking of sleeping in, Saturday I did the heretofore unobtainable. I got up before nine o'clock on a Saturday morning and I went out for a ran. Oh. Yeah, I did a big ran um, around the park and stuff. Now, I, like, I, I woke up at like quarter past, half past eight on Saturday morning and I just felt like energy and I was I, I knew okay do you know what I'm going to do it because Friday night I hadn't planned to go out for a run uh, I didn't think that was something my body wanted to do again yet but then I woke up Saturday morning and went ah cool yeah let, let's do this and I bound up out of bed did a warm-up put on my running gear and I stood at the door and it was pissing fucking raining oh how but discomfortable I had, how discomfortable indeed, but I'd, I'd psyched myself up so much that I was like, yeah, do you know what? Just just do it. And I went out and I ran around the, the Castle Park in Kilkenny in the rain. And it was miserable, but on the way back it stopped and, and it was nice. And I was home and everything done by uh, 10 o'clock. And, and it just gave my day that bit of a longer, uh, a nice stretch. And it was, it was, I'm proud of myself. Well, fair play. It's good to get up and get going. Yeah. Started. I found myself, I suppose, because of the the cutting down the calories. I'm a bit tired these days. Not, I'm not great at getting to sleep early enough, and I I just I've been a bit tired. So there's there's a bit of a kickback from the cutting the calories, but overall, it's going well for me. Are you still doing your exercising? Doing a bit of it, yeah. Like, I'm going to try cut down. I did a few 10Ks this week. I'm going to try cut that down to 5K and try maybe up the speed a bit. I was listening while I was on my runs to... Porn. Close enough. And podcast called The Last Days of August. Okay. Which is about pornography. Fuck off. Mm. It's about a, a pornographic actress who died and it sort of just looked into her world to see why it was, I mean at Twitter pylon was kind of what was initially blamed right uh, her boyfriend kind of blamed in that initially but they sort of just you know looked into her life and tried to get to grips with who was in it and what was happening in her life who was this uh John Ronson no yeah, the definitely. Porn, what, oh. porn person. It was August Ames. Yes, okay. I, I remember hearing about that at the time. I didn't recognise the 
August part, but the Ames part I recognised. There was, she was driven to suicide or something, right? Well, she did commit suicide. Yeah, but I mean, she was. People said she was driven to it. Well, that's what it's all about. The, you know, the the podcast. What what exactly caused this to happen? And mm. I mean, that was the the starting off point. But it sort of explored her life a little bit more, and and you come away from it sort of, I suppose, as is the case with most things. That's it. Give you the horn. It that's an oversimplification of what happened. Right. So, would you recommend it? Yes, it, I thought it was really good. I mean, it's a bit sad, and but it it it. it John Ronson is very good anyway, and he's narrating it, so it's. It's easy to listen to, and I was listening to that one. You know, it was in nice chunks of thirty-minute episodes. Yeah. Well, they say the best podcasts uh, are are thirty minutes. But were fifteen minutes initially. Yes. But originally had been quite longer than that. But originally, yes. That's what I I I heard anyway. But I'm losing weight, Goodo. Are you? How much weight have you lost now, Goodo? Let me think. Waiting what, for Goodo. What have I lost? I have lost 16 pounds. Jesus, greasers. In how much time? About three, three and a half weeks. That's great. And has have you been doing anything different since last week? Uh, not really. I've just been sticking with it, you know. Well done. Um... I've just been sticking with it and I am losing weight and it's it's great. Was I telling you last week about my trouser? Yeah. yeah. Well, like this morning now I tried on a jacket that didn't fit me last week and it fits me. What kind of fucking shapeshifter are you that there's that much difference in a week? Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't close it last week. Now I can close it perfectly. Great. So I'm making making that little bit of progress. And I, I'm, you know, it's it's lovely when you can see it in clothes and stuff. I have shirts and things that I couldn't wear, that I can wear now, and I'll have more clothes that I can wear when I lose another bit. Do you feel what you're doing now is an obstacle? I think you and I guess me and many many people always hit is I've got my goal weight, but Jesus Christ, I'd love a big you know, shift back to the beer and cheesecakes. Is what you're feeling now enough to keep you in that quote that I think it might be misattributed, but could be Kate Moss, uh, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels? See, the thing is, I suppose at the moment, like I am feeling great. My blood pressure is really good at the moment. And I, but I am, because I'm cutting down the calories, I am quite tired. Uh-huh. The other side of the coin is I also have very little to be doing in terms of I've nowhere to go. Uh, you know, it's not like I'm out there with temptation in front of me the whole time. I'm just at home. So I'm very much I'm here and I'm feeling good because my blood pressure is low. So I'm able to get kind of get on top of. I feel like I'm in charge of it at the minute, you know? Yeah. And 
that's a really good feeling and uh, I'm pleased to be losing the weight. I mean, obviously, I hope to be able to keep on top of things and keep on top of it. I'm also aware that it, it you know, if, if, say, they moved us down and I got to meet friends again that I hadn't seen in ages, of course I want to go on a big session. Of course I want to go for dinner with people. Of course I want to uh, do all the things that I love doing. I mean, I think the, blood, the fact that the blood pressure has come down has really made it made it possible for me to lose this weight uh expand on that i don't quite get you well when my blood pressure was high i was like in a constant state of it was like being in a constant state of a panic attack Mm -hmm. and that's not a good way to feel and then try to lose weight on top of that of course so once that got kind of sorted i felt more like I was in control of myself and I was able to to deal with it appropriately okay uh, I, I think that's something we should explore more at a different time because it's a it's, it's an interesting question uh not not one that I, I I particularly needed to answer now but 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 it is kind of can you ever be more than a health binger and that's that's a good one to keep in your mind for the next couple of weeks because, like I would myself, I would absolutely feel exactly what you've just said is is when we can go back to pubs, I want to embrace that lifestyle as well, and and that's when a whole new series of challenges will pop up. I I definitely think that I can make improvements in my life that I can do. It's not to say that I'll. I'll always be dis because I like things I love are food and booze. That is a reality. Yeah. You know, there's no yeah. there's that'll never change. How much I ration that is what has to change. That uh, that's yeah, that's exactly it. And I, uh, it's probably the worst thing for people to be, to be doing a any kind of health podcast is to say but it really how much you change is, is so subjective that it almost feels so fucking irresponsible anyone ever telling someone unless it's detrimental to their health this is the diet you have to take and this is all this kind of thing because my cousin recently who would traditionally be a generously proportioned person uh, she took to a keto kickstart diet thing which i know you touched on keto a couple of months ago and and we spoke about it already and she's been struggling something terrible but the problem is the program is only designed for 12 days and when that's over you're at a loose end and you have to go and find a completely new thing and you're constantly chasing this lifestyle and people who are serial dieters are constantly chasing many different diet lifestyles that I I think a large part of the reason they don't become part of of their lifestyle is because that's not who a lot of people feel who they are and we're just talking shite now yeah you really are (laughs) which no a a 12 step program is never who you are especially if you love booze and food you know you have to kind of create allowances for that and then accept that Maybe so you, you won't have the Chris Hemsworth body, but that's not who you are anyway. 
Not you, I mean pr- proverbial. And there's also like habits that I have and, and things that I... Like I, I can be very single-minded at times. Yeah, especially when it comes to that uh, the pornography you watch. I can be very single-minded in that I like if 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 I'm focusing in on something, I find it very hard to be focusing on something else at the same time yeah. often. So it could be I'm writing something and it'll take a while. And that's what I'm doing and I find it difficult to be both dieting and writing because mm-hmm. because I again I just focus in on one thing and kind of want to accomplish it and everything else goes out the window so there 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 are personality traits that are influencing do you know what I find because I'd be a similar person as well as I, I would get obsessive about a thing I'm doing but I often find that when you have to relegate just want to just be doing one thing it's usually something you either super enjoy or you super hate like for example you can drink booze while you're writing Mm. you know or you can eat sweets while you're writing and you they never take away your focus but if you were to go do you know what i'm going to think about this book while i'm running then they become incompatible yeah you know and it's not something i'm i i can do anyway for sure i can fucking swamp a bottle of wine while writing something not a problem but i i can't get in that headspace if i go do you know what yeah i i'll think this over uh uh over over a 5k and uh, you know maybe that's universal i don't know i've never really thought about it before but it's something certainly worth worth working on yeah, it's, I mean, I, I do think that it, it's kind of like at, uh, running is, it can be, you know, it can be hard enough anyway to keep focused, to keep going, to keep pushing yourself. Mm. And if you kind of throw a little bit of misery on that and make it any bit more difficult, it's kind of like, oh, no, that's too much. Yeah, absolutely. But if if, if it's something that is conducive to your personality it will it will integrate eventually yeah it's something though that you have to kind of be aware of you know in in of yourself i think that that you have to know what you're inclined to do so that you can sort of work work around it a bit Mm. Uh, you need that little bit of reflection maybe you do especially when there's fuck all else to be doing Mm. Speaking of no fuck all else to be doing, you'd have been doing anything? I got a call today. Ghostbusters? Uh, uh yes. Mm. It was a very big bill, I didn't realise they were so expensive. <laughs> but then again it is Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. They they really they have the big box. No, I got I got a call from a dude who offered me an opportunity. It was clearly a scam phone call and it was this dude he had like um even though actually what was really strange about it so i guess yeah to kind of introduce the topic is you know your your phone rings and if you've got an iphone at least it gives you the number and the country that that's calling from Mm. it said ireland but it wasn't an irish number code at all it was 
I think oh zero three nine or something, which is right. Uh, I I looked it up at the time. I can't remember. But the dude had like some form of African accent, and he wanted to talk to me about investment opportunities. And first of all, he knew my name, which caught me off guard straight away because if someone rings you uh, and they use your name, it means obviously they know who you are and they're calling for you know a specific reason that you you probably know something about by virtue of the fact that this person has your your contact details and your, and your name. You know, strangers say, "Can I speak to whoever?" This this, this use my name, and then. They started saying, okay, so what do you know about investment? And immediately I was clued in. I was like, fuck this. This is a scam because I haven't ever expressed any interest in anything that my phone number could have been passed on. So I kind of let him go on a bit. And then he started saying, oh, are you working? Where do you work? And kind of personal questions. And I just, I kind of facade dropped a little bit and I was like that's none of your fucking business and it was then that this dude so obviously became a scammer because if you're working like a job a legit job and someone says that to you you're gonna be like yeah okay I I get you're not into this I can call back another time but this guy was just nice as this guy was sweet as pie and just like kept persisting so I knew yeah do you know what this is a scam and the questions he was asking, you know, are you employed? What do you know about investment? Are, are designed to target people who are affected by the pandemic. Yeah. Financially. And it just really fucked me off that this shit keeps coming up. New scams keep coming up uh, designed for the kind of vulnerabilities we're feeling right now. It's bullshit. Yes, you'd want to be an awful asshole, I think, to to decide to pursue something like that. Yes. Speaking of, I was listening to Doug Stanhope's autobiography about his mother, Killing Mother or something it's called. Okay. And in it, he's basically one of these, those, kind of basically a scam artist for all intents and purposes. He had a job at one point, cold calling people, and he, yeah, it it it's as it really doesn't sit right. No, uh, and at least cold calling is a legit job. Well, the thing was, he was cold calling sales, and again, it was you just got the impression that it was somewhere sitting in the middle of out and out scam talk uh, is this uh is this like a norm mcdonald style autobiography or this is complete fact well he had this job he was you know right yeah, i don't yeah, think yeah. this was at all made up like a lot a lot of the book at least was was based on the truth i'm sure there's some parts of the book that were embellished or you know yeah, told mm. in a certain way just to make it interesting, but I don't think the core facts were any different. It's interesting. Have you ever read it or seen it? Uh, no, I'm not a Stanhope fan. Are you not? In no. in it, he his mother was very ill, and she 
she had some kind of is emphysema or yeah emphysema is that the long one yeah i believe so and she wanted to die and he helped her to die pretty much jesus christ yeah and that's the thing and it was funny uh, when she was when she'd popped all the pills and she was just going in and out of consciousness he he, <laughs> he said to her mom they've got a cure <laughs> <laughs> and then i think he went to sell her ashes on ebay fuck off yeah that's um that sounds like a very interesting biography it's it's interesting i i'm i like stanhope anyway i find him funny mm. i find him very it's intelligent and and he's he's, he, he's a very good storyteller yeah i i don't know he's never been different enough for me for, from the countless other kind of observational angry white comics that that are out there to really stand out but i i appreciate that he he is super popular and and has something to him. It's just, it's just me that doesn't doesn't click with him. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I do enjoy his his shtick. Um, I think it's just that he's you know he's a natural storyteller. Mm. I think that's about the size of it. Have you ever worked in a in a call centre? Yes. Selling or or answering tickets. Answering tickets. Okay, so that's, I, I mean they're both very trying jobs but vastly different and demoralizing in very different ways i really well do you know what it is the problem there was it's working to metrics and working to metrics is so unsatisfying i can imagine so you had to answer a certain amount of tickets per day or have a certain kind of soft time yeah you're constantly so you you have to answer these tickets somebody rings you with the problem and you're trying to upsell them in the same, co- you know, mm-hmm. this kind of shit. And it's just like, you know, use your common fucking sense. If somebody is upset, ring, you know, because you get people and they're trying to cut off their their husband's phone because a massive bill came and he's now dead. Yeah. And there's a certain insensitivity there. And then at the end... Can I do anything else? Have you heard about her new, pl- you know, and you're kind of like, this is what you're expected to do. And you, you, they just, there's, I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me. I ab- I absolutely agree. Sometimes a script do- doesn't work when humans are, are involved. Nothing black and white can ever be, you know, blanket truth when humans are involved. Yeah, and the thing is, if, if they let you have the dignity of making those decisions instead of having some idiot of a manager trying to trying to just tick their boxes mm. you know i found it very unsettling um very i didn't i didn't like it and i didn't like the culture and i see that same culture in other facets of life and i i just it's something i detest i i would agree i i call centers i i, I acknowledge that for Many people, they're a very reliable uh, uh, form of work uh, to get. But I, I think a lot of, uh, like like you're saying, a lot of what you get out of it is not super helpful yeah. uh, emotionally because it, it's so competitive. And at the end of the day, the skills you learn are, aren't, aren't super transferable. And I'm not, um, and I'm not by any means shitting on, on, 
on, on workers doing the job i i did it myself i'm very much though saying that there is a distinct culture of metrics out there and there's there's job mm. there's other jobs that i've had that that also have the same culture of metrics that i find i i i i dislike so Stephen, you've got a phone in front of you yep who do you want to be do you want to be working in the call center uh taking tickets and trying to do the upsell working for someone else or do you want to be an entrepreneur uh with that same phone calling people and trying to get them to invest in bullshit oh definitely the former oh yeah you don't want to try your hand at being a con man nah nah Ah. it's 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 dirty it is dirty and it just it, it it pissed me off so much this morning when this guy was ringing me taking advantage of of that fear and trying to get my you know the script was designed to try and determine my profile as early as possible to to manipulate me to that effect and i to be honest i i got bored or annoyed and hung up before i could have asked him the one question i should have asked him because he is I guess he's a con artist he's not going to obey any laws but he is obliged to tell me where he got my information how the fuck like you can make up you can make up a name but how did he you can make up a number how did he get my name Uh, did you answer the phone by saying Adam here (laughs) yeah as I always do (laughs) Um, but but for people listening uh, do tell your I guess older relatives who might not be so Phone savvy or could, you know, sometimes can be a little a little naive sometimes. Tell him ab- about this scam going around. The name the guy used was Eurospandat. And I I kind of rattled him a little bit because I was like, okay, I need you to spell that. And he stumbled. I was like, well, just give me your website and I'll look into you now and then we'll see where we can go. And then he like basically gave E-U-R-O-S-P-A-N and then he just said you know that and i was like oh right okay so you don't you don't know how to spell this thing so yeah just you get a call that feels too good to be true ask questions uh it probably is adam we best leave it at that because we're running over um and for anyone listening do harass your older relatives into being frightened of answering the phone make them get vaccinated okay adam i will let you go and Uh, Have a good week. You too, Stephen. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I hear you, Clem Fandango.